This is Inspiring Minds, a podcast focused on thought-provoking conversations between BSB students and our world-class faculty. We're extremely pleased to have this opportunity to contribute to this Inspiring Minds podcast. Uh, my name is Professor Keith Wright. I was uh, a tenured academic for 10 years uh, prior to moving to Palo Alto and moving into the software industry uh, right during the dot-com boom. So I had an opportunity to travel around the world and get involved in a lot of startups, a lot of IPOs. After about 15 years, I decided to come back to the academic world at Villanova. I would like to introduce two of my former students. First is Chris Josephs. Also on the call is Ryan Mazzi. And we're going to be discussing some of the things that have been happening recently with young retail investors, uh, the Reddit Army, uh, the subgroup Wall Street Bets, as well as the new company that Chris and Ryan are involved in uh, combining social media with stock market trading. As Keith said, I'm a Villanova graduate in 2018 uh, out of the business school, finance major. I didn't want to necessarily do Wall Street. I was a little bit more of an entrepreneurial type of mindset. I started a business in college um, that allowed me to quit my full-time job. But when COVID hit, the revenue went from thousands a day to $10 a day, literally overnight. And I found a friend that was building a social trading stock app called Iris. And what it would pretty much would allow you to do is connect your brokerage account, and then you could follow the real-time trades and portfolios of friends families, influencers, parents, all in real time. Uh, and he said, do you want to join and help us with the branding and the business side of it? And I said, yeah. I graduated with Chris in 2018 and then headed right to Wall Street and did just jumped right into the rat race, I guess you could say. Um, you know, spent a little bit of time in investment banking and, you know, now we're on the buy side in private equity. But, um, you know, people have always wondered for years, like how of like, it's not so much how the rich get rich, but like, you know, if people, if you knew like what everyone was investing their money in, you probably would make some better investment decisions. And I think Iris does really well is that it creates a community of people that are looking for that kind of information. And it also creates the transparency for you to see like, oh, people are actually buying this and people are actually selling this. And here's where people think the trends are. That in and of itself just creates a tremendous amount of curiosity, creates a tremendous amount of engagement amongst users. And it's like, you know, no one's really doing it, which just makes it such a cool and exciting opportunity. Ryan, the, the funny thing about it all, though, is we grew up in the age of social media. So I think with social media, there's two major aspects that uh, we kind of understand that helps the, an app like this really flourish. I think one is um, transparency, where we want to have that trust and we want to know a little bit more about what our friends are doing than what generations before us necessarily would want. You know, we're, we're a lot more open with our finances. We're a lot more open with our locations. We share everything. Um, the, the second element though, the social media stuff is distribution. And we live in an age where distribution is everything. You know, Amazon, it can only be Amazon because they have distribution centers all over America. If you wanna be a media or a social company or even a consumer facing company, you need to have the ability to distribute relatively quickly. And social media is the fastest way to do that. And now when you think of the business to business side, if you're a social media, not only are creating channels for future distribution, you also can use those same channels to distribute your, the app yourselves. 
you know, that, that possibility of going viral, that possibility of becoming an influencer where you can create these distribution channels for yourself and your brand is what everyone wants these days. And that's why these social media apps are starting to really pick up. And that's why we think an app like Iris is well-timed and perfectly positioned to take advantage of, um, you know, the perfect storm of all these things that go on. And Keith, I feel like you could kind of go into how it, how you've seen Robinhood and these fractional shares and the zero commission stuff really kind of change the game for the retail traders. I think what happened was, you know, when Robinhood first came out, it was zero commission compared to some of the others that might be $9.99 a trade or $6.99 a trade. Uh, since then, they've, they've all managed to come down to zero. But I think what happened was, they attracted a lot of young retail investors who were new, but it really exploded when the pandemic hit uh, because there were just the sheer number of young people at home. And during the pandemic, they've all flocked to investing. You know, suddenly Reddit had, you know, 2 million young investors in that uh, Wall Street Bets subreddit site. So it's not a top-down uh, hedge funds leading the market. This is now bottom-up. And as these millennials and Generation Zs become the predominant investors, they're going to work as a group. They're going to work as a team through social media. It's all about sharing and free and collaboration. And that's different than the baby boomers. So I think Wall Street needs to be a little careful that this is an incredibly powerful group who can move markets and that bottom-up approach might scare some of the traditional firms who have always been top down. Back in August and September, I don't know if you guys were on Wall Street Bets back then, but I, I've been an avid reader for, for a while. In the, the, the first stock was Palantir. So when Palantir IPO'd at $9 and like 80 cents, it went up to $11 and then it fell down to $8. And then the Wall Street Bets community started loving it literally because of their CEO, Alex Karp. Their CEO became a meme for a short amount of time. The funny thing about them is there's no fundamental natural analysis of a price target, but they come up with these numbers and they want to hit it. So with, with Palantir back then in September and August, it was $40. Didn't get all the way up to it, I believe. I think it got to like 35, 36. And then it would have though those 10% daily swings and volatility will always lead to fun and, and it's just attention grabbing. The stock that came out of that, that was GameStop. And then when that happened, it started going up. It went from six to like 20. And then when it hit 20, everyone thought that this was, this was the end of it. And then it went from 20 all the way up to 60. And then everyone thought that that was the end of it. And then from 60, that's when it hit all the way up to 400. The one thing I realized, you have to be pretty quick in this game. It's a young generation trading in real time. You have to be active, whether that's, you know, monitoring things on your phone or your devices. You really have to watch because it, it's the volatility and just the movements are so dramatic that can make you make you a lot of money. It, it, it could also lose you a lot of money, but you know, if, if you're following the trend properly, you should be able to get in and exit and, and make some money. The, the thing that we all learned and me, I personally learned from this, if you don't have a firm grasp of what's going on, you will get burned. Before it used to be, you'll get burned by the volatility. Now it's, you could possibly get burned by the, the broker just stopping the trade. <laughs> so 
a lot of us retail traders, we learn that you can't hold these things at all. It's just, you just got to buy them for a couple hours, hold them, keep your eye on them and sell them. A couple of things with the, uh, with the hedge funds. I mean, I think the hedge funds do have a place. Um, they've exposed uh, a lot of fraud within companies. Like they exposed Enron when they shorted Enron because they thought it was a fraud. Um, they exposed care.com when uh, care.com wasn't properly vetting their babysitters. But one of the things I don't like is the hedge funds can actually short up to 150% of the stock. Um, I don't think that's really a, a good idea. Um, but, you know, it was nice to see somebody on the other side. You know, the hedge funds have done a lot of damage over the years. And now you have a younger retail investor who can balance out some of the actions of the hedge funds when maybe they're not right all the time. And maybe somebody needed to, to put them in their place or at least call them to, to attention that this new younger style investor um, is going to be influential and it'll, it'll be a bottom-up group of uh, retail investors who just are a younger demographic. Ryan, I'm curious to hear from the Wall Street side of things. It's been more of an interesting case study or conversation piece amongst like peers and like my friends versus actually impacting my day-to-day. -day. You know, like I don't day trade, so I don't actually participate in a lot of this activity. And um, objectively, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting just to see the dynamic and the push-pull between the two sides and like to contemplate how this plays out in you know, the next four, five, six, seven months, a year, like what, what elements of the trend uh, stay the same and which elements change. Like I do think, you know, we are largely in a vacuum right now because of like the pandemic and a lot of people are sitting at home with like not much to do. How does that change when you can't sit in front of a computer all day or be able to like make a trade quickly on your phone, especially if you're trading such a volatile stock? Do I think stocks will continue to be that volatile? forever probably not i think there will be some kind of regulation or something that's you know tries to at least mitigate that and i also just think like activity will 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 come down a bit but i think what you'll see on the longer tail is people kind of sharing these ideas that are real that are good and sound ideas like even like i am on iris right <laughs> um and like you actually see like you know while there are there is like some that, some of that meme content which is great because that like you know provokes like engagement and gets people on um, you know, there are people that share like really good, really good ideas um, and really good theses about businesses and why they're a good business to buy. When we started building it, the first person I had originally thought about was going after college students that are in student managed funds, because one, they're talking about it, two, they're keen on learning more about it, and three, they have to be actively social about it because they, you know, they're in a group together and everything is built by learning. If you can get a vast knowledgeable kind of diverse knowledge base on your app you now can create these quote-unquote analysts of these stocks beyond just the wall street analyst so thanks very much for your attention to this podcast today um, one of the things i really enjoy as a, a professor at villanova is keeping in touch with uh, former students um, particularly when they're doing really cool things and that involves startups, um, IPOs, new business launches, anything that's entrepreneurial. And um, Chris Josephs has definitely been entrepreneurial while he was at Villanova and since he left Villanova. And Iris is just 
one of his latest startup ventures. And um, it's great to have an opportunity to share that experience uh, along with Chris and Ryan, who uh, were students of mine way back in 2018. So three years ago now. Yeah, and, and I appreciate it. Really appreciate everyone's time and catch y'all soon. And I would love for everyone to join the app and you know, you could follow Keith in my actual portfolios and trades. And that's the beauty of this thing. You know, if you are a little bit hesitant of where to start investing or you don't necessarily know um, if you wanna do it socially, I guess, feel free to give Keith and I a follow and we look forward to, to any conversations we can have in the future. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Minds. Stay tuned for our next installment featuring more VSB students discussing research topics with our world-class faculty.